Welcome to MedHeads, the weekly show that brings a biopsychosocial focus to issues of the day, along with special guests who will showcase their expertise and enthusiasm about their field of practice. Your host, Dr. Fergal Armstrong. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and welcome to MedHeads. Today, we have Oscar Grano and Craig Payne. Oscar and Craig, how are you both? Yeah, great. Thanks, Fergal. Oscar, yeah, very how well. Are you? How are you going? Good. It's good to see you yeah. both. So I thought today we would talk about uh, continual growth as it applies to recovery. Um, and I suppose, really, for my in my mind, the the first thing that is the that is required for continual growth is the acceptance of the status quo. What would you say to that, uh, Craig? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, look, acceptance plays a big part in it. And like, you know, life's always throwing up new challenges and new changes. Um, and so it's yeah. how we adapt to that and, and what happens with that. So, um, yeah, the second that you accept what's happening is uh, is when you can start to find the solutions and put things in place to, to keep yeah. moving forwards. So if you don't accept that you're in difficulties, that you've got a problem, you can't grow, you can't change. Yeah, well, you got to have a look at your situation and just see see what's going on and um and work yeah. out you know are there any any underlying factors for irritability or dissatisfaction dissatisfaction or whatever's happening for you at the moment. But just accepting yeah. that something's happening is where you start to to yeah. um yeah to move forwards. So you're looking at the man in the mirror and you have to accept what that man looks like. Oscar, what what does that uh, say to you? How does that relate to your experience as a as a peer support worker with with lived experience? Uh, well, I think that acceptance is also essentially the gateway to recovery. Um, that's kind of the first stop is the admission and the acceptance of the problem itself. And then from there, ongoing recovery is very much about uh, accepting things the way that they are. And so it's the prerequisite and, you know, to trying recovery. to gain a clear Yeah, absolutely. And also yeah. trying to maintain a clear perspective on what you can and can't control. And accepting yep. that, doing what you yep. can do, and then letting the rest go. Yeah. What yeah. Uh, can you relate that, or can you tell us an example in your own life, Oscar, of, of how you didn't accept, and what happened, and then how you did accept, and then what happened? So first of all, tell us a story about how you didn't accept your current situation. Well, I suppose if I, uh, you know, relate it back to addiction, um, you know, there was multiple times before this time where I attempted to get into recovery um, and I never accepted the how insurmountable what I was facing really was if I attempted to face it on my own um, and if I attempted to do it without complete abstinence. So it was while I was trying to still control things and, and approach using in this way and with these people and only at these times um, and yeah, it wasn't until I kept ending up in the same place over and over and over again, no matter how I attempted to uh, approach substance use. Yeah. Um, and then when I accepted that the you know the evidence was irrefutable, that uh, for me the only option was complete abstinence. That was where my recovery really started, and, and it was only from that moment that I was actually able to achieve any any growth at all. Craig, how do you feel listening to what Oscar says and how does that relate to your experience helping others? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's spot on. Um, you know, I think for most people, the the part of the journey is, is the acceptance and it's the difference between the acknowledgement and accept, the acceptance that, mm. you know, you, you might know that there's a problem for a long time, but until you actually accept it, you can't be working at the right solution. And as Oscar touched on, you know, he was kept falling back into the control side of things because there's mm. that thing of, all right, yep, I've got this, I'll, I'll be able to do it differently, but without fully ex- accepting the circumstances. And yeah. it's only one, once that once that's made, boom, he starts uh, working on the right solution. Craig, we're talking about continual growth today. And we've just described the initial acceptance of the problem. But how does acceptance determine our growth in recovery? Well, it constantly comes up in recovery because life's always throwing up different events. Life's always mm. throwing up different times. And, and as we, you know, Oscar touched, touched on it, that there's that complacency that comes back into things. And, um, you know, so you've got to be continually growing. You've got to be looking at new solutions. You've got to be looking at new challenges for yourself because, you know, you, you risk boredom kicking in, you risk complacency kicking in. And if you're not challenging yourself, then you're not growing. So you, in that regard, you have to accept the fact that you need to go on to new challenges. Is that right? Because you could, I mean, if we say that acceptance is key to recovery, you could accept the fact that you've, you're not challenging yourself very easily. I mean, I don't want to get up out of bed on a Sunday morning. You know? Yeah, but for, that's probably likely to, um, <laughs> yeah, if, you, if that then continues and you're not getting out of bed on Sunday morning, Monday morning, Tuesday morning, you've got to start looking at what the reasons are behind that. And right. hey, maybe you just want to sleep in on Sunday and that's cool. But if there's actually something else going on underlying that, you've got to be challenging right. yourself to have a good hard right. look and find out what that is so you can grow right. from it. Right. So, Craig, uh, sorry, Oscar, um, how, do, how does acceptance figure in your continual growth? Uh, well, on an ongoing basis, it's, it's extremely important on a day-to-day basis, you know, that uh, I attempt to align my perspective with accepting things the way that they are. And whenever I'm faced with... What do you accept? um, Well, you know, for a long time, uh, I accepted the fact that, um, you know, that I was a full-time single father, which happened really unexpectedly uh, at the drop of a hat. And and that was a very big ongoing journey in in, uh, constantly reaffirming my acceptance around the difficulties of that situation. And that's just one example, um, you know, but the really important thing within that is um, like maintaining acceptance, maintaining the perspective on what I can and can't control. And, you know, once I reach that perspective, am I able to let the rest go? And by holding on to what I can't control, all that's happening, the only person suffering from that is me, essentially. So, so that reminds me of the serenity prayer, doesn't it? You know, having the knowledge to understand what you can and cannot control and then accepting that which you cannot control. Is that what you're alluding to? Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely spot on with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Craig then, so acceptance is the key to, to identifying or dealing with the stuff that you cannot control and then, and then working on the stuff that you can control. And this is where you've, you've talked uh, before there about the challenges and, and that's the second thing I want to talk about is the fact is you do have to challenge yourself during recovery. Tell, tell us more, Craig, about challenging uh, yourself in recovery. 
Well, it's challenging yourself in life. It's not just recovery. It's, you know, once you're in recovery, you start to live life and then life's full of challenges. Um, and how, how, how I react to them, how I adapt to them. And Oscar keeps touching on it perfectly with, with the word control. You keep falling back into the, into this, um, belief that you can control things in life and that no matter how well we plan, how well we do things, things are going to work out. And yeah, it, it just happens. And so it's acknowledging that things aren't going to work out. And, you know, that finding different solutions to the different problems that pop up, pop up for you. And, you know, by doing that, you've got to set new recovery goals. Early days, it starts at a day, two days, like it's mm. just a day at a time. Then you get 30, then you get 60, then you get 90, you know. Mm. And just the more you sort of build up, the, the longer you go, I suppose, the different challenges build up. Mm. And it's recognizing what they are for you um and moving forwards with it so do you think that actually deliberately challenging yourself is a key to continual growth absolutely and it's got to be realistic though too you know if you're tell us more about that well if you're putting too big a goal too big a um, expectation and too big a goal on yourself then you're sort of setting yourself up for failure and always to yeah to not reach it and that can have repercussions because that then leads to a lower self-esteem or that feeling of failure mm. and, um, you know, so keeping but, those goals realistic. If you don't challenge yourself, is that okay? Well, I think you're going to you risk running into the boredom and complacency side right. of things. So, so challenging, yourself, challenging yourself is a key part of continual growth in, in, insofar as it avoids the boredom. It avoids yeah, you absolutely. having the space to slip back. Oscar, did you? Does that ring true with you? A hundred percent. And Tell us uh, more about that. You know, I really, well, I really think that just to begin with, it's like if, if you're in a place where you know you're in a detox, or you're in a place where you're needing to look at recovery, chances are things aren't working out too well for you, and your decision making uh, hasn't, you know, it's not working. You're in a place you know, where, where, where you're defeated. So, mm. you know, uh, it, it, to me, it seems really obvious you, you need to challenge yourself. And for me, like in the beginning, um, I basically had to learn that I just have to do the opposite of what I think is a good idea. And, and, and I essentially did that for quite some time until my thinking actually started to change and the rewiring of the brain started to happen. And then I became capable of making um, positive, non-self-destructive decisions kind of on my own basis. But in the very beginning, everything I did, every single action every day was challenging and going directly against what I thought I should be doing. And who was driving you to, in, in terms of those challenges? You know, wh why were you challenged? Was someone else telling you something different? Yeah, well, I was guided in the peer support communities that I was a right. part of. Yeah. So you were being challenged by your peer support uh, uh, friends and colleagues, yeah? Yeah, yeah, in the recovery community that yeah, I was a part of. In the recovery of. community. So you were yeah, being I was challenged. Totally, I was totally just taking right. guidance. And that challenge hmm. was an essential part of your continued growth. Is that right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because a really essential skill that I learnt um, in those early days, which still serves me well today, um, is the ability to put my action in a certain place, regardless of what I'm thinking or feeling. Um, more about and that. that's that really, 
so that means that, um, you know, say, like Craig was talking about not wanting to get out of bed in the morning or not wanting to have a difficult conversation with somebody or wanting to go and eat badly when I'm trying to stick to a certain, you know, exercise and eating routine, like, like whatever it is, um, it's about learning how to line my behaviour up with my values today, even if the way I'm feeling or what I'm thinking is driving me away from that. Yes. If that makes yes. sense. Now, yeah. Oscar, you yeah. used the word change in there, and this is a really useful segue into change as part of continual growth, because I suppose change defines growth, doesn't it, Craig? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're, you, if you're, yeah, simple as is, yes. Yeah. So now, I mean, change, you know, it covers a, a myriad of possibilities, but let's, let's break down change into attitudes, behavior, and spirituality. Tell us about change in attitude, change in behavior, change in spirituality as it applies to the continual growth of someone in recovery. Craig. Well, I think it comes down to a, a change in beliefs and, and a challenging of those beliefs. The, right. the story that um, you've told yourself for so long, the story you've come to believe about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Oscar touched on a couple of little things there. And, um, you know, people use for different reasons. And maybe it's around anxiety. Maybe it's around, um, you know, difficult conversations. You know, make confrontation, avoid avoidance. And so it's learning to uh, learning to cope with those situations and learning the the methods and the tools to do so. And that takes a ch change in self. That change it ch takes a change in outlook and a change in your belief of what you can and can't do with and without substances. Can you give us a specific example of that, uh, Craig? Um, so, well, I think about um, looking at on the anxiety side of things. Oh, well, actually, let's look at difficult conversations um, and, and the confrontation side of things where um, I know in the past I used to avoid that a lot um, and, and dance around that. and But nothing ever changed and nothing ever got solved. So... I had to learn um, better communication methods, um, gain a better understanding of myself and through those communication methods and then have a good network set up for me around p after those conversations have happened. Um, but it's only through having, the, having that difficult conversation and challenging myself to do it that I was able to move forwards from it and reach, reach a solution. And what was that difficult conversation? What was it about? Um, well, <laughs> there's been plenty of them, um, but even just, um, difficult, say, say a conversation with a work manager, um, oh. about standing up, for, about standing up for myself and, um, you know, having a different point of view to how something should be done yeah. instead of just being subservient to that and just going along with it at the time, I'm now able to put my point of view across, but also accept that it's not always going to go my way. And right, so right. that's okay, but it's it's just the fact that I've been able to set my boundaries, been able to right. been able to put my point of view across, that I then feel a lot more confident in myself, and I can take that into the next situation, into the next confrontation, into the next challenge. It's just right. building it up as we go. So those were skills that you had to learn as part of your change, is that right, Craig? And you didn't have those skills before. 
No, no, no. It was very black or white. There wasn't um, there wasn't a whole lot of middle ground with things. Right, right. So, Oscar, what do you think about change as a function of cl- continual growth? Uh, well, if you're growing, then then you're changing. That's I, I believe that that's yeah. um, inevitable. And um, you know, I think that you touched on the word spirituality yeah. in behavioural change. Yeah. Um, and I really believe that basic application of spiritual principles is essential to learn how to have ongoing behavioural change, really lasting behavioural change that will set your life in a way up where you're not going to go back to using necessarily. So what um, can you give us, can you talk a little bit more about the spiritual aspect of change and behaviour change? Tell us more. Yeah, sure. So just to, you know, a really simple example of some, you know, spiritual principles that I, I believe are, are essential to get any kind of recovery. And it's kind of the first three that a lot of people are taught how to uh, behave in. And that's honesty, open-mindedness and willingness, you know, and it's the honest admission that, yes, I have a problem. Um, and then the open-mindedness of, you know, maybe there is another way and maybe there is something that can help me. And then the willingness of, uh, okay, I've found something that can help me um, and I'm going to let it help me and I'm going to do whatever it takes. Mm. So I'm not really hearing much spirituality there. That to me is just common sense. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here, advocate here mind. So Craig, talk mm. us through the spirituality mm. of that. Well, there is spirituality in it because it's looking at things from a different angle. It's mm-hmm. challenging self to believe in a different way of doing things. Right. Um, and, you know, and I know uh, going down that path, it's accepting like, that um, maybe living towards more spiritual principles. What are those um, spiritual is principles? Is a better way to be. Well, you touch on it, it seems like common sense, but it's um, that it, it's a lot around accepting that, that you don't have a control over the, over the day that there's a that there's a bigger bigger belief and a bigger purpose out there that right. um, you can only just get through each day as you can um, right. and trying to live it behaving in a positive way where you don't make things more difficult where you right. you know and just yeah so is this where the 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 acknowledgement of a higher being comes into it because in certain types of recovery that recovery is predicated on the acknowledgement of a higher being with others other types of recovery that there is no acknowledgement of a higher being are we alluding to that is that what we're we're talking about here craig yeah yeah well um acceptance of that higher power um has played a big part yeah yeah acceptance of um or belief in a higher power um has come about things because and again it's about that thing of um you know for so long recovery is tried alone with Mm. for a lot of people but then it's only by accepting that there's a bigger purpose um and a higher power to all this that that can help um and if you hand over and you stop trying to control things um and just let things unfold life will be okay oscar what do you think about the belief in a higher power um yeah well in the beginning it was something that i really struggled with but then um somebody broke it down for me in a really simple way. And Mm -hmm. what I learned was that I can make anything a higher power um, as long as it's not me and it's loving and caring. 
And those are the only two criteria that it has to have. Yeah. And in the beginning, I just went, well, the, the group, the, the, the meetings that I'm attending, I'm going to make the meeting my higher power because it's bigger and more powerful than me and it helps me. And, you know, that's, that's as simple as it needs to be. And, um, and I really believe that when talking about spirituality and the higher power and all this stuff, it can very easily be misconstrued and that recovery is just mm. about practical application of spiritual principles. So this yeah, is the point I, I'm trying to get at. Sorry, Craig, I interrupted you. Go on. Yeah, no, no, I was just going to say, like, and, I, and that's starting to touch on it. You know, yeah, those spiritual principles and things we start to look at for so long, um, addiction is such a selfish disease, you know, and it becomes all about mm. selfish, self, self, me, the way I look at things, what I want mm. all the time. Um, but it's only when you can start to switch that thinking and the attitude and everything else around to um, a more selfless lifestyle mm -hmm. that you start to see real positive change in your life and within yourself um, and just feel better in general. So an acknowledgement of a higher power is key to continual growth. I think we, all, we would all agree on that. Now, the point I want to make now is that, that a lot of people think that the acknowledgement of a higher power is tantamount to saying that, that recovery is predicated on Christianity or, or a belief in the Christian God and that when you go to recovery meetings you have to profess a faith in, in, in a Judeo-Christian God. And that can, that can put some people off. Now I can see you both laughing at this, so let's set this matter once and for all to bed. Oscar, tell us why it's not true for you and then Craig. Oscar first. Uh, I've, I've never believed in God and I never will. And, um, and yeah, like I said, when I first went to, uh, you know, meetings and stuff, that was one thing that I, I really struggled with. And, and I was lucky enough to hang around long enough to have somebody explain to me what it really means. Um, and I think the way that it's written, like you said, the way that it's written, it, and like I said before, it can be really easily misconstrued, but there is nothing religious about it in it. Yeah. Yeah. And Craig? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, whilst it's described as God, um, but we've touched on it earlier as a higher power. Um, and that's more, that's where I sit comfortable with it because mm -hmm. yeah, people hear God and they, you're right. They, it's instant to go down the, the Bible story and that, and that Christian story, but um, it's just so far from the truth. And it's just coming back to a belief that there is a bigger purpose and a, and a, mm -hmm. and a power greater than you that, that can get you through. Yeah. And um, to touch on Oscar's point, I, I actually heard of a girl who, who um, was really struggling with the concept of higher power and what that meant. And um, at the end of her bed was a bottle of HP sauce. And because it had H, it was HP, she, she took it as higher power. And, um, and, you know, you can believe in it if it's anything. And, you know, and, and if initially that's what started her on that process to then believing in a bigger, higher power. And I know people's concept of higher power changes over time. Mine has. Um, it's been many different things over the course of time. Um, but, yeah, it's just believing that there's something bigger out there. And, right. yeah, don't see that word God and run away because, yeah, um, you're, you're, you're taking away a, a great chance. Yeah, that yeah you're losing yeah. a great opportunity to have a good crack mm, at some yeah. good recovery. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a cult. <laughs> it's not a cult. I think that's really important to get over, isn't it? It's not a cult. Recovery, recovery peer support networks are not cults. 
Uh, and I, I actually have uh, thought about this a lot, you know, because I have been uh, challenged myself by people asking, you know, AA is just a cult or NA is just a cult. And for me, the key defining difference between any cult and, uh, and, and AA, NA, or, or you know, these recovery models, well, actually there's two. The first difference is that cults are focused on one head guy at the top of the pyramid. And the second difference is that, that cult members are always are, are never free to go. But with AA, there are lots and lots of individual separate groups all working on the same principles, but they're all facilitated. They're not led, but they're facilitated by many different people. And you're free to go. You're free to go to pick and choose. You can go wherever you like. Is that something that you would agree with, uh, Oscar? Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no hierarchy in any exactly. of those meetings at all. There's no hierarchy. And, 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 you, and you participate and attend entirely on your own terms. Yeah, and you can go if you want to. You don't have to come back. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, Greg, absolutely. Would, you agree, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's it's a program that's based on spiritual principles. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, you come and go, and the the only thing that people people will say to you when you go to a meeting is, "Hey, keep coming back." You know, when yeah. you step foot out, out that door, there's no expectation of you um, to be doing anything um, other than keep coming to meetings, and then you can start to incorporate a bit more into life from there. But um, yeah. There's just there's no expectation on anything else. Yeah, yeah. So danger signs. That was one of the things that we agreed we'd talk about today in the context of continued growth. Tell us about what what does that mean, Craig? What does what do danger signs mean in continual growth, and how what are they, and how are they managed, and how are they recognised? So this one's um, big for me, and I think uh, just as, as an example. Um, I was somewhere around four years recovery. No, actually three and a half years recovery. Um, and all of a sudden, a lot of thoughts were coming back in. Um, and I was frustrated. I was short-fused. I was bored. You know, there, there was a fair bit going on. I just felt like every day was Groundhog Day. And, the, and I was getting really complacent. And yeah, there was a lot of, lot of those thoughts coming back in again as to, um, as to using or um, acting out one of my addictions. Um, and I was able to sit down with a friend and just talk to them about it and see what was going on. And, um, we identified that I'd got, got, um, got into recovery, studied, got a job, and then got, got another job that I wanted as well. And life was just spinning a little bit. There wasn't much going on. And so it was all those external things, the, the boredom, the frustration, the, and yeah, as I say, that those thoughts, there was, the, as they say, the restless irritability and discontent mm. that was starting starting to fall into things. And so I was looking for a solution outside myself to to give me some sort of satisfaction. Yeah, Oscar, does that uh, resonate resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. It's, Tell me about yeah, your danger um, signs. Well. I haven't had any actual um, obsession or compulsion to use any substances. The last time was when I was about nine months clean. Mm. Um, but in terms of living with the thinking of addiction, 
which is something that's always there to some degree. Um, it's really become about learning, you know, over the years in recovery and learning about what's important to me and through a lot of trial and error and a lot of mistakes and a lot of different kinds of relationships in different contexts, I've learned what my values are and the kind of person I want to be and the way that I want to behave in the world in those relationships. And then it's about looking at today, does my behaviour line up with those values? And if my behaviour doesn't line up with those values, then that's when an alarm bell is ringing. You know, that's when I'm beginning to act out in some way. That, like Craig said, I'm beginning to do something which is attempting to use something outside of myself to change the way that I feel. Craig and Oscar, thank you so much for your pearls of wisdom as usual. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. But from, for both of you, I'm going to ask you the same question. I need you to give me one message of hope on the subject of continued growth for anyone watching. So, Craig, first, a message of hope on continued growth. Um, yeah, I guess you never know what you're capable of. Um, and if you're not challenging yourself, you're not pushing yourself to find out exactly what you can do. And you're capable of so much more than is happening at the moment. And Oscar? One message of hope on continued growth. Keep it really simple and don't forget to acknowledge the small wins. You know, if your head hits the pillow and you haven't picked up at the end of the day, in the early days, then it's been a successful day no matter what else happens. Craig and Oscar, thank you so much for your pearls of wisdom. Look forward to chatting with you both again very soon. Thank you. Thanks, boys. That's it for today's MedHeads. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong. See you next time.